Okay, let's start. We are holding, <coughs> we're holding the beginning of Perak Dalid, but a number of you came over to me to, uh, to mention that it was a little bit complicated, this, uh, this idea that we brought down in Perak Gimel. So let's just uh, quickly go over it outside what's going on in Perak Gimel. Um, we brought from the Semel Sedek the idea of why are we blowing shofar in El versus blowing shofar in Rosh Hashanah. And essentially we brought two answers. Now these two answers, at, after analyzing them a little bit, seem to be saying completely the opposite things, one to the other. And so we have to understand what's going on. The first answer, the first answer is the simpler answer, the answer that most people, I think, basically got was that, look, there's two levels of Yira. There's Yira Tata, there's Yira Ilah. And therefore, the blowing of the shofar in El accomplishes Yira Tata. Why do we need Yira Tata? Because really we want Yira Ilah. But in order to get to Yira Ilah, we have to go through Yira Tata. So in that answer, essentially what we're saying is the main event is Yira Ilah. How do I get there? I have to take the train. If I don't take the train, I can't get there. So why am I taking the train? In order to arrive at my final location. But if I could figure out a way to arrive at my final location without the train, I would do so. That's essentially the point. Similarly here. That why are we blowing chauffeur and El? Really... It's like a nice thing, but the main point is what? The main point is I want to reach the Yuri law in Tishrei. And there's no way I'm going to be able to reach that Yuri law in Tishrei without having step one. So in order to get to step number two, I need step number one. Everyone's good with that? Clear? Okay, that's first answer. That seems, that's pretty straightforward. Then we have V'oid Tam. V'oid Tam... At first, what we're going to see is that it seems to be saying completely the opposite thing. In other words, the whole value in the first answer of blowing shofar and Elul is only for the purpose of getting to Tishrei. So if we could avoid it, because there would be some greater way that I could go directly to Yuri Law of Tishrei, why not? Why bother with the Yuratata of Elul? The second answer is saying like this. We want to accomplish something during the Aserah Shemei Tshuva. What is it that we want to accomplish? We want to draw down from this level called Makif. Right? What are we going to do with this level called Makif? We're going to be able to fill in all the blemishes, all the problems that we created during the year. We're going to be able to fix up by tapping into this very high level energy called Makif. How do we get to this high-level energy called Makif? Answer, through Bittu. That's how you get there. The only way to tap into the Makif is by having Bittu. And that's why we're blowing shofar in El. So wait a minute. So that's, that's what he says at, at that big paragraph. Immediately, the Rebbe jumps all over this and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the objective is Bittal, you tell me, which is going to be a greater accomplishment of Bittal? 
blowing shofar in Elul or blowing shofar in Tishrei? L'cha'ira, it should be Tishrei. It's a no-brainer that it's Tishrei. Because why? Because in Tishrei we're getting to Yura Elah. Right? It's a mitzvah. It's a blow your minds out. We're in the palace of the king. Right? All the things that we talked about up until this point in the mind. So seemingly, if the goal is bittel, so seemingly, when do I get the best bittel for my buck? Blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah. So really what we seemingly should be saying here is what? Is that we want to draw down this level of makif, this supernal energy that's going to fix up all the problems, right? All the blemishes. How do I do it? Bittal. And that's why we blow shofar in Tishrei, in, in Rosh Hashanah. That's what it should be saying. But that's not what the Tzemach is saying. The Tzemach is saying, we want to reach the level of Makif. We want to draw down from Makif. It's going to fix up all of our problems, all the blemishes, all the problems that we have created over the course of the year. How do I do this? Through Bittal. And that's why we blow the shofar in, in El. The Rebbe is scratching his head here and saying, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. You're saying, you're saying two opposite things here. If the ultimate goal is Bittal, tell me, you tell me, which is a better Bittal? The Bittal in Rosh Hashanah or the Bittal in, in Elul? Obviously the Rosh Hashanah Bittal. The Rosh Hashanah Bittal is Yeri Law, it's a mitzvah, we're in the king's palace, all the things that we talked about up until now. So why is it Samachsedek saying that the ultimate Bittal, that the ultimate example, the ultimate uh, accomplishment of how to draw down the makif is through blowing shofar and el. Is that clear? So essentially, the first part of the answer, the first part of the answer, there's extra copies over here. The first part of the answer is, the first half of the paragraph Gimel is saying, the most important thing is blowing shofar and tishrei. That's the most important thing. And blowing shofar and el is only a step one to this process. It's a taking the train in order to get there. There's more copies. Okay. Right? Answer number two. Second, Tom, is that what's the most important blowing of the chauffeur? The most important blowing of the chauffeur is blowing the chauffeur of L. That's much more important than blowing the chauffeur of Tishrei. That's what it seems to be saying. Everyone sees, everyone understands now, clear, what's happening, Paragimel? So now we go to Paragdalit. And in Paragdalit, we say, wait a minute. In order to understand this seeming contradiction in Paragimel, we have to take a step back. And we have to discuss Bichlal, the concept of Yira. What is this concept called Yira? And in particular, what is the difference between Yira Tata, the lower level fear, and Yira Ilah? Where does it come from? How does it manifest? What, what are we talking about here? And by understanding a little bit more about that, then we can push forward to try to get to our answer of what's happening in Paragimel. Everyone's good? Now, Bichlal, we've been talking about the difference between Ava and Yira. In general, the difference between Ava and Yira is Ava is there is a Metzius. I love you. 
there's a you, there's an I, right? It's about mitzias. It's about being, right? Let me express my love in so many different ways, okay? Yira is the opposite. Yira is a state of bitl. I am afraid. Well, I am in awe, right? It's a taking away of myself, right? I am taking away myself because I don't want, I'm afraid, I'm not going to do what I want. I'm not going to express what I want. I'm over, I'm in awe of, of the situation I can't even express. That's the basic difference. Now let's get into what we're talking about. The Yuvanzer, when it says Yuvanzer, we'll understand this, meaning all the different questions that we just asked on Paragimo, that I just spent the last 10 minutes explaining. Very straightforward. Good. The Yira of El is Yira Tata, Rosh Hashanah is Yira Ilah. Everything that we've been talking about up until now. What is the distinction between Yira Tata and Yira Ilah? Who it is? Kimavur Betanya. Like it's explained in Tanya and Parak Mem Gimel and Parak 43. In various other places in Chasidis. What does this mean? Taich? Taich, someone? Um, you're in awe of Hashem's uh, significance, so to speak, and also all of the creations, the fact that Hashem created everything. In the creation. Right? The Yiratata he migdulaso, very good, how his greatness. Where is it in in what aspect of his greatness? Bibrias vihisavus ha'ilamas. Please right, everyone, I want everyone to work on their taiching. Make sure that uh, right we have more than just a son coming in and answering our, you know, can I say, what's the taich? Everyone should be able to taich this, right? It's Dafka his gdulaso in the creation. Bibrias creating vihisavus, bringing into existence the ilamas. The habitl should be yirazu hu bitl hayesh. Okay, so bichlal, we're going to be talking about two different ideas. Bitl hayesh and bitl b'mitzias. Right? Probably everyone's heard these phrases before. Otherwise known as bitl tata, or yira tata, yira ilah. What does this mean? Let's talk a little bit outside. Yira tata, or bitl hayesh, right, is all about me and my understanding. It comes through contemplating, meditating, right, on Hashem to the most that I can recognize. Let's talk about fear in general, right? What is going to make a person afraid? A person is afraid when they understand what it is that they're afraid of. You see a person in the street you don't know anything about him. You're not afraid of him. All of a sudden, someone tells you, by the way, this guy over there, you know, he's walking towards us. He's actually a mass murderer, and he's absolutely crazy, and he's been known to just uh, pull out a gun and start shooting people. That piece of information is going to change my approach to life for the next 30 seconds. Right? As much as I understand, it's going to develop my fear of the scenario. In our nimshal, in the case of Hashem, the more I understand of Hashem, the more I am going to stand up and recognize, whoa, there's something here to be 
careful of, right? In other words, going back to our example from the other day, I think that, uh, let's say, this food is delicious and God says that this food is disgusting and you should not be eating it. Or I think that watching this channel on internet, they have channels on internet? Okay, channel on internet is really exciting, really interesting, and God is t- saying that this is not what I should be doing with my time. So we have a difference of opinion, God and me, right? Now, the more I understand God, the more I'm going to recognize uh, yeah, I think that this is interesting, but you know, I think I'll listen to God. He probably has a better idea of what's going on than me, right? And therefore, I'm going to cause his expression of what he thinks is right to overwhelm my expression of what I think is right. That's called yira, or that's called bitl, right? I'm mevatling, I'm nullifying my will, like we say in Pirkei Avos, for his will. Right? Even though I think it's delicious, I think it's so interesting, I think, I think, I, 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 I. But a person that doesn't think about God is not going to think along these lines. The more I think about God, the more I'm going to think about these lines. The more I'm going to recognize that this is something that I need to take into my life. But it's only going to be as far as I understand Hashem. It's only as far as I understand Hashem. If I understand Hashem more, I'll have more of a yira. If I understand Hashem less, I'll have less of a yira. If Hashem is a bumper sticker, Einod Novado, right? Beautiful bumper sticker, right? We see it from time to time, right? And everyone says, oh, Einod Novado. Wow, God, there's nothing else here except for God, right? Okay, I get that. I got, I got the, the translation of it. God is in charge of everything. Okay, I, got, I read it in the mimer. I read it in the... But... I'm angry. Why am I angry? Because why did God have to close his eyes, you know, 30 seconds ago when someone took my wallet, for example? All of a sudden, what happened to your Eno Milvado? Went right out the window. Right? And it happens to all of us. That's the nature of who we are. That's the nature of a human being. So the more I'm going to think about Hashem, though, and think about what Hashem is, it's going to influence me. That's called Yira Tata. And all I can do, it goes according to my human intellect. My human intellect could only understand what a human being is really able to understand. I could get the concept that there could be something that is beyond me, but it's not going to become internalized within me. So what we're saying here is this idea of Yira Tata is an understanding of how Hashem is manifesting Himself in terms of the creation of the world. The world I understand, I see. So when I think about, for example, the world in terms of, I look outside and I say, look at all, and we start by looking at, for example, the creation of the inanimate world. I think, look, look at all that. There's, there's limestone and there's gold and there's silver and there's copper and there's bronze and there's iron and there's steel and then there's diamonds and rubies and, and, and sapphires and, uh, and emeralds and topaz and this. And I think of all the different things I could think of in the inanimate world. And I think that Hashem created all of these things and I'll think of how many millions of billions of diamonds there are and I mean millions of billions of tons of steel there is in the world. And I'm thinking about... And then I move up a level and I think about, uh, let's say, 
you know, grass and vegetables and how many, how many different types of palm trees are there? There are date palms and royal palms and there's, there's a, you know, how many different types of white birch and black birch and there's, a, you know, evergreen trees and this types of trees and this, and, and there's this types of bluegrass and, you know, and sawgrass and this grass and, there, and, and on and on and on. And you think about all the different types of, right, trees and vegetables and tomatoes and how many, I mean, like if you go to Lowe's and you want to buy a bunch of seeds for tomatoes, well, they have 50 different packages of this beefsteak tomatoes and, and Roman tomatoes and, uh, you know, and cherry tomatoes and grape tomatoes and this tomatoes, right? And, and you think about the billions of different things. Then you go up into the next world and how many different ants and how many different types of ants and bumblebees and this types of bees and mosquitoes and butterflies and monarch butterflies and this one. And, on, and then you go to the fish in the world and then the, and basically what you're doing is you're expanding your mind. You're realizing how Hashem created all these things. But this is all things that I can get. This is all part of the world. And the more I am going to spend my time thinking along those lines, it's going to impact me. And that's what he says here. This bitl is a bitl of my yeshiness, meaning my self-importance, my ratzon, my will. Because why? Because I'm able to what? To recognize the gedulaso yisbarach babrias v'hisavos ha'elamos, the greatness of Hashem in terms of His bringing into existence and keeping in existence the worlds. I get worlds. I get what's in the world. I see it with my own two eyes. It's something that is incredible. It's majestic, right? You go to a place in the world. You see Niagara Falls. It's like incredible. Wow, you know. So, so uh, you know, it's so. It has such an impact on me. But then he says, law, what about Yuri Law? He This is from the greatness of Hashem and his elevated state that's beyond worlds. The that at that place, then everything is considered like nothing. Now, the Habitl Shabirazu. So this Yerilah, another phrase for this Yerilah, is bitl, nullified, out of my mitzias. My mitzias is my form. It's beyond me. This is not me thinking through the world and being incredibly impressed with all of the different creations. This is something that is beyond me. Now, how do I get to this? So what he's going to say here is like this. You want Yeratata, so you start thinking. Think, contemplate, meditate. Meditate about the world. Meditate about the things that you see. Meditate about how Hashem is interfacing with all of this. Yeratilah, the way Hashem is beyond worlds, is not within my human capability to really get. Like I get there's a concept that there's worlds and Hashem is way beyond this whole concept of worlds and everything in front of Hashem is like nothing. I mean, I could say the words, but can I internalize the idea in a real way? Not really. Not really. Is it more true? Yes, it's more true. But therefore, because it's more true, it's less in, able to be internalized and to be lived with. So everyone's seeing the difference between the two. So bitla yesh is essentially yiratata, which is essentially I'm thinking about how Hashem is interfacing with the world, and I'm going to make a difference in the way I am living my life because of it. Yira ilah, what is it saying is the main point of yira ilah? Has to be coming from a revelation. It has to be coming from something beyond me. It's not about me. It's not about me thinking. I could think from today until tomorrow, I'm not going to get yira ilah. Impossible. 
it's all of a sudden Hashem draws out the curtain. So what we're saying here essentially is the level of Yira is directly impacted on what type of revelation do I have of Hashem? Is everyone seeing that? Everyone's getting that? Yira Tata is my mind understanding Hashem to the best of my ability. The more I understand Hashem, the more Yira I'm going to have. The less I understand Hashem, the less Yira I'm going to have. Which is what Rabbi Wagner was talking about yesterday in terms of uh, his speech on Shabbos. To tell my references. You guys can tell my references speech on Shabbos, right? <laughs> He'll be very happy. That what he was saying was that the year of Tata is all about, it's about me. It's about my efforts. It's about me implementing this into my life and therefore changing my life. The more I'm going to do it, the more it's going to impact me. The less I'm going to do it, it's just not going to. It's going to be a very superficial experience. And the whole Judaism will become more, of it, more and more of a superficial experience. And as soon as you get removed from like a place like Yeshiva, so it winds up dissipating very, very quickly. Right? Because I haven't internalized it at this point. Right? We know that when a person's in Yeshiva, it's like being in an oven. So you're cooking. It. So when you cook, right, it's hotter. When you take it out of the oven, it's going to get colder by definition that's the way it works but if I've internalized the ideas so then I have more of a chance that's going to impact me for the rest of my life if I have not internalized the ideas so then uh, you know it, it just you know we don't have to finish the sentence right Masha Enkin which is not the case Yira Ilah Yira Ilah is not about how much I meditate Yira Ilah is Hashem all of a sudden opens up the curtain right and, and I'm experiencing something that is beyond me. Something that I can't, I can't get to by myself. Again, great revelation. But it's revelation, it's, it's beyond me. It's not me. I didn't do it. And that's what he's saying is the difference between the two. Let's go further. That's why in order to get to the level of Yerayla, specifically through a revelation from above. Is this that it's in the yachilas of a person to literally intellectually grasp through meditation? This is the godliness. This is the godliness that is in some way connected to the world. It's the world. In order that he should feel by him the raimus of the oreinsov, the exaltedness of the oreinsov, shalomaylem elamos, that is beyond worlds, this has to come from Hashem. It has to come from a revelation from above. Good? Clear? So that's what it says in, in Parashas Ve'eschana. Right? That he's commanded to do all these different uh, rules in order that you should fear God. Now, in Hasidus, it makes a big deal in discussing two basic psukim. One pasuk is talking about the Yira Es Havaya, and one is talking about Yira Mehavaya. Okay, one is obviously the S is before, and one is obviously the Mem from before. And what he's saying, what he's saying is, you can look, you can see in footnote number 21, 
you can see, right? Ben, uh, it says, Achilik ben Yira, Yiru mehavaya, Lira es havaya. That in Hasidus it talks about this, mehavaya is the idea of Yira tata, the lower level of fear. Es havaya is the Yira ilah. Now, why is it, the, what is it, what are we saying? Let's read further. In order to get to this point of Yira Esavaya, Yira Ila, the upper level of fear. I cannot reach this through his Boininus, through meditation. It could only come. Through the revelation of Hashem that's coming through mitzvahs. What's, what is he saying here? Who wants to get a shot? What's, what's going on? Yeah. To reach through mitzvahs. Why? Why? Yeah? Not necessarily for no reason, but why? Why, why, why through mitzvahs as opposed to his bonus? Is his bonus a mitzvah? Mitzvahs is drawn down from a higher place than the world. Oh. Very good. His bainus is not a mitzvah. When I'm meditating, I'm thinking about Hashem, true, in Achinami, but it's not, it's something that I'm doing. I'm spending my time meditating, thinking about God, it's coming from me. Right? When I do a mitzvah, I shake the lulav, I put on tefillin, right? I sit in a sukkah. I'm tapping into what? Ratzon Hashem, the will of Hashem. Keser. The idea of a crown. It's something that is beyond intellect. Go and figure why we have to shake a lulav. In other words, none of us in a million years would have ever thought of such an idea. I want you to take a palm branch, and on the side you have to put a, a myrtle, and the other side you put a, you know, a, a, a willow. Like, why not a pine tree? Why not a, a lemon? lemon? I like lemon trees. And then you bring an astro. An astro. Why an estro? Why not a pomegranate? Pomegranate. I like, I like the way pomegranates taste much better. Why not a lemon for that matter? Right? In other this is not, this is not, this is not a human intellectual thing. This is the Ratzon Hashem. The Ratzon Hashem. So what he's saying here is now we can see a little bit more. Why is that connected to Yuri Law? Because you're tapping into something that is Lamaila, tapping into something that's beyond. And therefore, you have the potential to have a revelation if it's coming from beyond. Masha'en came when I'm meditating, when I'm thinking, when I'm trying to figure it out myself, that's only as far as I could go. That's not a revelation from above. That's according to my human intellect. My human intellect says it's incredible that there are five billion different types of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, vegetables in the world. It's incredible. It's incredible. And that there's each one of them has millions and millions and millions of them. All right. that, that's a human intellectual thing that I think that that's incredible. And it is incredible. But it's according to what my limited brain could think of. That's what it is. Here, what we're talking about is tapping into something beyond. What's beyond? The Ratzon Hashem. How do I get to the Ratzon Hashem? Do a mitzvah. That's how. Let's go weiter. Right Right? Now we could understand better why we're saying that the that the yira that we could reach in El is Yira Tata, whereas the yira that we reach in, in Rosh Hashanah is Yira Ilah. 
Right? Why? Because when the king is in the field. Go back to our example. Remember I example, gave the example of, of the president uh, playing golf in, uh, in uh, you know, off in Kenny Bunkport in Maine or something like that. And I see him in his khaki pants and his green polo shirt. I have to use my own imagination there to recognize that this is the president of the United States of America. Most powerful person in the entire world. Right? I can't see it when I look at him swing his, you know, his, uh, his, his nine iron or whatever it is that he's swinging, right? I see a human being. I see a guy with a bunch of, you know, khaki pants, polo shirt. I also wear khaki pants. Well, I used to wear khaki pants and polo shirts, right? In other words, I, I, I have to use my own brain to think through this idea. This is not a revelation from above. This is my brain thinking about it. I don't see the godless in this person right now. I see a human being. I see a person that puts on his right leg first and his left leg, you know, in his pants, just like everyone else. I have to use my own brain to figure out that this guy is the most powerful person in the entire human race right now. Do I have to do that when I go into the Oval Office or when I go into the King's throne room to use the example of a king? Not at all. Just walking into the palace, I'm already shaking. Way before that I ever saw it, right? The famous story of, of, uh, of the Hasid story that, that, right, that he was working and he was very involved in the building of the Tsar's highway or whatever it was that he was doing. And when the Tsar was like, you know, uh, you know, working and looking at a certain town and he was there and the Tsar said, it's like this. And he said, yeah, you know, whatever. And the Tsar didn't appreciate that he had the level bitl. So he called him, you know, and he said, I want you to come to the palace in three months' time. That in and of itself is like three months' time. For three months he's like scared out of his wits, you know. Then finally, he's finally going into the palace and they say, oh, you know, it's all the guards and, they, you know, they have their, their big swords and their big this and they're looking at him and they're so scared and they bring him in and they, they set him into this circular room, waiting room and he sees who's in there. All of a sudden the defense minister comes in and the defense minister is shaking and then this minister comes in and he's shaking and all of a sudden he's thinking, oh my gosh, these people are shaking. These people, uh, you know, and he's, he's like, this is it, this is the end. He's out of his wits and all of a sudden from behind him the door opens and the czar comes in and he says, I just wanted you to experience what it feels, that, what you should feel when you're around the czar. And he goes and he shuts the door. It's a guy collapses, faints on the spot. Yeah. That's what it means to be by the king's palace. <coughs> That's not his brain working in trying to figure this out. This is Europe. So that's what he says. Ki be'el shamelechu basada should be Yosef basada lo nirgish hagadlus v'raimim shelo. You don't feel his greatness. You don't feel it at all. That's not what you feel, right? The hayira as the yira is then lo mitzad hagili melamayla. It's not coming from a gili melamayla. Ella aidei avodas adam. The gilu is just from my own work, trying to figure out who is this person. Oh, this person is a king. Oh, wow. You know, like, I have to like conjure it up in my mind and paint the picture of who I'm talking to, who I'm standing in front of, who, you know, etc., etc. Lachain ha'yira az yira tata. That's when the yira is the yira tata. The Rosh Hashanah. When you're talking about Rosh Hashanah, kesha ha'melech hu When the king is in his 
throne room in his palace. At that point, now he really feels the Rome of Shalom. Now you really feel it. Right? That you understand the king is way beyond the rest of the nation. You, you, you're, you're just walking into the palace and you're out of your caliph. You're just totally blown away from this whole experience. So back in the nimshal, that is similar to a revelation that's coming from beyond the worlds. Which is the year of Rosh Hashanah, which is year Elah. So now, have we made the question stronger or weaker? Stronger, absolutely stronger. Right? We got through saying at the end of Paragimu that what we need is bittel in order to draw down the makif. In order to draw down the makif to accomplish what we want to accomplish, the way to do it is by being the ultimate bittel. And that's why he said over there that we blow shofar on, on L. We said, what? That makes no sense whatsoever. The ultimate bittel comes from Rosh Hashanah, not from L. What are you talking about? That the shofar by L? That doesn't, maybe there's a printing mistake here or something. This doesn't make any sense. So he said, you know, in order to understand this, let's, let's go deeper into it. So now we take a deep dive into Yira Tata versus Yira Law. And we see how Yira Tata is nothing compared to Yira Law. We just made the question a hundred times stronger. After reading this paragraph, where are you shaking more? Yira Tata or Yira Law? It's a no-brainer, Yira Law. That's the ultimate bittle. That should be the whole purpose of how I get down the makif. Okay? So stay tuned. tomorrow, And we'll develop this even more. Okay? Spotify.